rocking, everybody. Happy Thursday. It's Amanda Seals here at the Amanda Seals Show, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. Remember to follow me on Amanda, on Instagram at Amanda Seals, and you can check me out on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV. What is good, DJ Nails? What's good on this Friday Eve? I saw you already turned off the show or turned up the show. Just opening it up, singing in that positive energy. High vibrations today. Let's get it. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. That is the goal. That is the goal. All right. We got some Blackberry news for you, so make sure you stick around to hear about what we're going to talk about like this right here. Oklahoma voters will reject the legalization of recreational marijuana. What? Yeah, they they don't want it. I mean, you know, that's just what it is. We're going to talk about our theories on why. Stick around to find out. What else we got going on? A black couple settled a lawsuit against a realtor who valued their home almost $500,000 below market rate. Now, we actually got a chance to uh, talk about this whole false appraisal situation due to racism last year, end of the year, when we talked to uh, this uh, ABC reporter and journalist Julian Glover. So it's funny because his documentary, Lowballed, ended up being a part of this entire case <laughs> in a really interesting way. So we're going to get into that as well. Uh, we also got Mike Epps, comedian Mike Epps, investigated for a loaded gun at the airport. Yep, could be facing criminal charges. And uh, we're going to talk about why y'all keep showing up to airports with guns in your bags. Wasn't there a sister, like a rapper the other day that had a gun in a bag? Um, I can't remember who it was, but y'all just be out here with guns in your bags at the airports. And I got to know why. So we're going to get into that. Also, a life coach on social media has a message for the ladies. And uh, I'm sure that my take on what he said says it's going to be unexpected. So stick around because you know you love to hear the unexpected. And that's what you're going to get right here at the Amanda Seals Show. The unexpected. That's why y'all come here. It's going to be different than what you're getting everywhere else. That's why you stay connected with us 24-7 on socials. That Seal said it because it's different than everywhere else. That's why you give us a call at 1-855-AMANDA-8. 1-855-262-6328 because it's unique. It's different than everywhere else. Because here we listen, laugh, and learn. The Amanda Seals Show. We're back here on this Thursday at the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist, and okay, get lay H O M A. Has decided that they do not want to become Smoklahoma. Is that yeah. the truth? Is that <laughs> damn, how one I like that thing. Smoklahoma. <laughs> when they voted they could, on they Tuesday. They could have had it. They could have had <laughs> it. They let it go. Exactly. Nuts, go. man. Uh, they voted to reject the legalization of marijuana in the state on uh, for people 21 and up. And they voted against a measure that would have allowed people to grow up to six plants at their house and six seedlings. But it's weird because... That state already has medical marijuana legal, in, 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 but why did they stop this one? I mean, listen, recreational marijuana remains illegal in Oklahoma. The legalized medical marijuana was there since 2018. I have my theories. I think at the end of the day, when we look at the reason why this happened, it's because of opposition from conservative voters. And conservative voters, for the most part, I feel like in Oklahoma, and this is me just guessing, but I'm pretty sure I'm right, are boomers for the most part. And they have lived in a 
an, an era where marijuana has been considered a criminal act, right? It's a drug. It has a lot of negative, uh, reper- negative uh, stigma to it. And so I think on that side of things, they're just like, oh, well, this is criminal and we want to keep it criminal. But I think the other part of it is that when we look at Republicans and why they didn't turn their constituency in favor of this, because that's what it is, right? Like mm-hmm. Republican mm-hmm. voters vote based on whatever Republicans say. Democrat voters vote based on what they want from Democrats. That's the difference, by the way. Like Democrat voters aren't like, yeah, 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 we'll go along with that. Like they demand, nah, we want this. Republican voters are like, we'll do whatever y'all say. That's how we're going to do this. So anyways, I really feel like Republicans uh, feel like we need a labor, we need a free labor force in the prisons. And we also, uh, I need to stop saying we, they want a free labor force in the prisons. And they also want to be able to exploit the fines and the fees that come with probation, that come with imprisonment, that come with the judicial system, that come with the lawyers, et cetera, et cetera. And you need criminals for that. Also, they get seizures of the drugs. They get seizures of the money. They get the cars that the money is in. They get to keep those. Like they are able to fuel also their police force, right? This this creates more necessity for them to have police out. And, you know, there's this real scary obsession with wanting there to be more and more police out in the streets, like keeping order. So you got to have more criminality in order to do that. And I think that that's really what's at the root of this. So I could be wrong. If you think I'm wrong, hit me up. 1-855-262-6328. What's coming up next? Oh, also, we got to talk about this right here. Story number two, man, a black couple, Paul and Tanisha Tate Austin uh, in the Bay Area. They settled their lawsuit with an appraisal company that valued their house. That was $1.5 million. They valued that house at 945, right? They learned about this after having one of their white friends go over and act like it was their house. And we had a documentarian on the show who actually spoke about this exact same scenario. And uh, part of his part of the settlement for this uh, this victory for Paul and Tanisha Tate Austin, it includes that compensation from the appraiser and her business. Plus, that appraiser has to watch that documentary. Yeah, the documentary is called Lowballed. And uh, we had the journalist Julian Glover come on the show. He also EP'd the documentary and he was telling us about this entire racket of appraisal and how racism is so deeply ingrained into it and how it really has long-term repercussions for the ability for black folks to gain generational wealth. And you can watch the Lowball documentary on ABC. So make sure if you want to go find out more about it, check it out. It's called Our America Lowballed, a race and culture uh, and social justice um, feature. And it is Julian Clever is based in the Bay Area and Marin County is in the Bay Area. So the actual s- couple that we're talking about, their story is in Lowballed. So you'll be able to check it out and get to see their white folk friends who stepped in and, you know, s- pretended that it was their house in order to do this little switcheroo and get the lady caught up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so make sure you check that out. It was really good. Coming up next, Mike Epps caught with a loaded gun at the airport. <sighs> we'll talk about it on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and if I had a gun in my bag, I would be conscious of that all the time. Like all of it. I really just feel like I would always be like, I could be ordering food and I'd be like, ooh, I think I want the pasta. I have a gun in my bag. Yeah. Um, I would be like going to the post office. Like, let me take this package inside. I have a gun in my bag. You know what I'm saying? Like I could be going to the bathroom. I'd be like, let me, let me pee real quick. I got a gun in my bag. Like I would always be aware of that. So this story is 
odd to me. And this happens many times. This is what got Joel Santana hemmed up. Yep, yep. Mike Epps, he got caught busted in the airport. Well, he was walking through TSA and they found a loaded 38 special with four bullets in it in his bag. And he said it was just an honest mistake. They took the guns. They took the bullet. They're investigating it to see if they want to give him some charges or whatever. But I, I, I'm just figuring this out. No wonder he made that Instagram post with John Morant talking about this what me and John Morant doing right now in jail. Listen, Tierra Wack, last year, same situation. She had a gun in her bag and got arrested at the jail. I, I mean, at the airport. I mean, listen, I understand why people want to be armed. I understand that we live in a nation that's obsessed with guns. So, like, none of that is odd to me. But what's odd to me is that when I go to TSA Nails, I am so conscious of making sure that I get through TSA as quickly as possible. I'm like, I better not have no water in my bag. Like, I'm making sure I don't got no water in my bag. I don't got no metal in my shoes. I don't got no gratuitous jewelry that's going to beat. I don't want to be slowed up in any shape, or form. So it's it's just like, how can you forget you got a gun, a loaded <laughs> gun in your bag? I'm just trying to get through TSA quickly. You trying not to go to prison. I'm assuming, I'm assuming, right? And and I hate assuming, but I'm assuming maybe somebody in his crew, they had the bag the night before, right? And maybe he just grabbed the bag and is trying to go through. But Mm-mm. you wouldn't think about searching your own bag before you go through TSA? Bruh, they even ask you, did you pack this bag yourself? <laughs> <laughs> they even ask you that. You pack this bag yourself. And let me tell you, TSA, like they, some are of course more alert than others, but I am always thinking in my mind, like, how can I not get caught up? I'd be like, I hope they don't think my microphone is a gun. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) One time I went through and the lady said she flagged my bag. And when she pointed to where it was flagged, I was like, oh, I know exactly what's right there. That's a vibrator. And she was like, (laughs) what? I was like, that right there is a vibrator. What you trying to do? (laughs) You got gloves? What we trying to do? You ain't even got to open the bag. I'm going to tell you right now. That's what that is right there. And she looked at me and I looked at her. And she looked at me and I looked at her and she said, I believe you. I believe you. And sent me right on my little ass vibrator way. Respect to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you feel me? But this is, this is a, this is a doozy right here. So I don't know what happens in this situation because he does have a record. So I don't know if he's even allowed to have a gun. Because depending on the state that you're in, you can't have a gun if you were an ex-convict. So I don't know. So, yeah, we shall see. It'll make for some some good jokes. That, you know, make for some good jokes. This, all of this is content. When you a comic, anything that happened to you is going to be jokes. Anything. So we shall see if he's going to end up facing any criminal charges around the incident. We'll let y'all know. Uh, when we come back, ladies, apparently this life coach, Danny Morell, he wants you to set the standard. So we're going to we're going to talk about that. We're going to let we're going to play his little clip. And I got my two cents. I want to hear what Neil says first, though, when we get back. So don't go anywhere. It's the Amanda Seal show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals and it's time to get into this relationship topic. Life coach Danny Morell has a message for the ladies. 
Let's hear what he has to say. I'm not a woman, but if I was a woman, I'm not opening my door. I'm not paying at a restaurant. I'm not choosing where to go eat. I'm not making the plans for the evening. If I was a woman, I would demand, demand that I be treated like a queen to be honored, respected, cherished, and valued. I would demand it because my standards would be so high for my life that the only man that could possibly ever think of being with me is a man that is fully in his masculine. And that's when you stop attracting little boys and you start attracting real men is when you decide that you're worth it. Hmm. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. He said he nailed it. (laughs) He nailed it because this is on par for we've had we've said this before on the show. It's not settling down. It's settling up. And that's exactly what that's an example of. I disagree. Really? There's a couple words in there that were like buzzwords that just mm, they, they rub me the wrong way. They rub me the wrong way. Um, first of all, for me, um, when I start hearing like, I need a man's going to treat me like a queen. And then the, the re and then the things are like, he's going to open the door for me. He's going to pay the check, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, when has the King ever done that? <laughs> so that's the, let's just start there. The King don't do none of that. The servants <laughs> do. Okay. The King don't do none of that. So well, there's like a real distorted kind of view around like what it means to be treated well. Right. And I really feel like when people start using the word masculine, they say like, this is when we know a man is in his masculine. I'm like, what does that even mean? And we talked for a long time earlier in the year about what does manhood mean? And this idea of masculine, I feel like a lot of times is really just presented as like a man who can control a situation, right? Who can dominate a situation. And ultimately I'm not interested in that unless it is something that we've agreed upon. What I'm interested in someone who is mature. So to me, maturation doesn't show up just because you know how to book a restaurant. Let me tell you, some of the most corniest, shadiest, most arrogant men alive are going to open the door for you. They're going to pay the bill. They're going to choose the restaurant. But that doesn't indicate by any means that they are treating you at a high level. That just means they know a certain level of role to play. Ultimately, these light, these labels, masculine, feminine, y'all, these were all created by a white male hegemony. You know what a hegemony is? A hegemony is a country or a social group that has dominance over others. That's who made these titles. And they decided that men are supposed to act this way and women are supposed to act this way. Men are supposed to do these jobs. Women are supposed to do these jobs. And we have all gone along with it because that's the way the world goes. And now we're seeing something shift and we realize, you know what? This is not related to what sex organs you were born with. This is related to what kind of person you are. You know what would make me say, oh, this is a man who's interesting. This is someone who I feel like is dope. If I'm on the phone with a man and he's like, yo, uh, let's go to dinner. And I'm like, okay. And he says, but I'm not really good at planning and I don't really know restaurants like that. However, like I want to show up in the helping of this. So you can you choose the restaurant and then let me know and I'll make the reservation. Like that's somebody Mm -hmm. saying to me, like, I know my short points. And I can communicate that to you without feeling insecure. And I can also be a part of a team. Like, that's what that says to me. A man being able to book a restaurant does not say to me, like, he's cheating me like a queen. What that says to me is he goes on a lot of dates. (laughs) Busted. (laughs) That's what that says to me. 
So, you know, these life coaches, these men who come out here and tell you like, ladies, this is what I would do. I always look at them sideways. Let's never forget Derek Jackson. All right. Now I would love to hear from you guys and what you got to say. And when I say guys, I mean you people out there listening. What do you have to say? one 855 amanda 8 one amanda 8 What do you feel makes it? How do you feel treated like a queen? How does someone treat you? in a way that would make you feel like you're being treated like a queen. Let me know, because I think the standard of what we consider to be treated like a queen is always based on materialism and some ancient tradition of how men are supposed to be. And that ain't working for everybody. So give me a call. one amanda 8 That's one amanda 8 Speaking of callers, up next, DoorDash. I opened the door to the dash and y'all are not playing around. Y'all want to let me know on whether we should be tipping or not. And I'm going to give you the time to do it. So keep it locked right here at the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we It's Friday Eve on the Amanda Seals Show, and we love hearing from all of you, all right? Whether you're listening on the radio or you're listening on the podcast, we hope you got the number, 855-AMANDA-8, 855-262-6328, and the phone lines are open any time of the day, all right? So let's go to the phone lines real quick and uh, talk about this conversation we've been having all weekend long about DoorDashers. I'm calling about the tipping DoorDashers. I'm out here doing DoorDash right now. And for real, they pay us like $2.50 a delivery sometimes to go five and six miles. Would you want to sit in line at McDonald's for 15 and 20 minutes for $2.50? No, you wouldn't. So I would tip. Some people tip well, but not everybody does. But I appreciate your time. Hey, Amanda Mills. I tip like a motherfucker, like for real, because if they've got to bring me the food to my house so that I don't have to go outside, then yes, I am absolutely tipping. I'll deal with the fees, whatever, because this is a service. Now, my issue is when I'm going to a restaurant and picking up and they have a tip jar there. Like, really? You handing me a bag with my food in it and you want me to tip you for that? Nah, son. I'm saying. Hey, this is Sierra. Should you tip DoorDash? The answer is no. I feel like we are tipping for everything. I would like to know the job description of DoorDash. I would like to know the job description of people that work at Starbucks or any other coffee place. What is the job description and why are they paying you? Why do I have to tip? I don't understand why, but we excuse not tipping McDonald's employees. I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, 
that was an interesting ride right there. <laughs> yeah. You know, we got the the actual person who's in the car right now waiting to pick up someone's food. Then we got the person who's waiting for their food to be delivered. Then we got the person who's like, I'm not tipping whether my food's delivered or not. You know what I have? I, I, I will tell you this, Nails. I did not know the base pay. So when he said that they basically pay you just 250 and everything else is tips, that is like super low. Yep. Um, I didn't realize that. So I hope everyone listening realizes that like the DoorDashes are starting at 250 and then their tips is really where they're making their money. And imagine, imagine that sitting in the line at McDonald's and then gas being how high gas was last last yeah. year, and then you're getting paid 250 and waiting on mm-hmm. tips or depending on tips. So that definitely makes me say, I'm glad that I've been tipping and it will make me be even more cognizant about continuing to tip because y'all, I be tipping, okay? I be tipping on fofos, wrapped in fofos. Okay, also, she there was someone who said that she has an issue with the fact that like she'll go and pick up her food. <laughs> There's a tip jar. I'm with you. Like you handed me a bag. But I think that tip jar is basically for like everybody who made the food and who's holding up the restaurant for the day and all of that stuff. I, I still feel, I, I don't know why I feel, I feel guilty when I go in a store and I'm picking up my food and on the receipt, it has that little spot tip and they stand in there watching you as you fill it out. Like I feel guilty if I don't just put maybe $2, maybe $3 there. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Like I drove here, I got here, like it was made, like, you know, it's to my knowledge, tipping is for the server. And there is something to be said for like, okay, if that tip jar, like how is it getting split? I don't know. Maybe is it getting split through the, through the house, like through the front of house? Is it getting split through the back of house? I don't know. But ultimately we in a real tippy time. You know what I'm saying? That you just tipping everything. Just tip, tip, tip. So it's like, dang, this feels like a tip drill. Like we just tipping all the time. The last person who said, you know, she was like, I'm not tipping. That's what she was saying. She was like, it's just too much tips. I'm tipped out. I will say this. If you don't want to tip, then you need to go pick it up. <laughs> I'd be That's feeling how mad. I feel. I'd be if you don't want to tip, after- then go pick it up. I'd be feeling mad after I do tip and then I get in my car or I get to the house and I start eating my food and they didn't put the extra ranch in there or they didn't put the extra stuff in there I asked for. <laughs> exactly. <Listen. laughs> I'm missing a whole dessert from two weeks ago that I never got. And then I forgot to say that it was missing the dessert. So I just lost that money. And it's still, I'm still mad about it. I'm still mad about it. <laughs> well, y'all give us a call. one 855 8 This topic has been really blowing up the phone lines. And I know there's more of y'all that still got something to say. So make sure you give us a call. Now, coming up next, 75% of women would not marry someone in this particular circumstance. We gonna talk about that. Plus the big up let down on the Amanda Seal Show when we return. The Amanda Seal Show. We are.
and seals, seals. And I am doing a lot of stand-up comedy in Los Angeles this week. You can catch me tonight at the Hollywood Improv at 8 o'clock. Tomorrow night, you can catch me at the Laugh Factory at the 745 show. And on Saturday, you can catch me at the Laugh Factory at the 730 show and at the Ice House in Pasadena at 10 p.m. on the 10 p.m. show. So that's a lot of Amanda on the stage telling the jokes. Don't say I didn't tell you. All right. Also, you want to see more of me on the stage telling the jokes and also sharing in our love of black culture, black history and the black experience. Make sure you get your tickets to Smart, Funny and Black on May 18th at the Novo in Los Angeles. I will be there with you all celebrating our blackness like I always do. It's a good black time. DJ Nails, what's good? Oh, all right. We're going to get to this black news this hour. President Biden says that he'll sign a GOP resolution overturning the D.C. crime bill. Yeah, I think this may have surprised some folks, but it didn't surprise me because Biden is really on this whole, like, I'm tough on crime. And it's like, I really have been surprised by him in positive ways, but <laughs> this did not surprise me in a negative way. <laughs> what else we got going on? Well, we're talking about presidents and First Lady Michelle Obama, former First Lady Michelle Obama, our forever First Lady Michelle Obama. She opened up about her uncontrollable sobbing on the day that 45 got inaugurated. Yeah, I can understand that. I remember the day her husband got inaugurated was the coldest day in D.C. Oh, my gosh. Thankfully, the Smithsonian opened their doors so we can get in there and get warm. But I don't I didn't even watch Trump's inauguration. But I want to talk about like how we reacted the day that he was actually elected, because I think both of us had some interesting, uh, you know, just responses to that. Now, speaking of interesting responses, 75 percent of women say they would not marry someone in this particular circumstance. You know you're curious. <laughs> so make sure you stick around to find out what that circumstance is. Now today, instead of a big up, big up, we actually have two big up, big up, big up, big up. Yeah, we have two big ups. Big up, big up, big up, big up. Big up squared. It's so rare that we have two good newses. So I just took it and ran. So we're going to get into that. Stick around right here. Remember, if you miss any of the show, you can listen to our daily podcast available wherever you get your podcast. Listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals and uh, welcome back to the show. The Amanda Seals show, like I already said. Uh, we have got some black here news for you. So tell me about Michelle Obama. Yeah, Michelle Obama's letting us on the presidential aircraft that she and former President Barack Obama hopped on and went back home. Well, she's letting us on that aircraft and tell us how she felt the day that 45 got inaugurated. On the first episode of her new podcast, she said when the doors closed, she cried for 30 minutes straight, uncontrollable sobbing, because that's how much that they were holding it in and holding it together for eight years. And then she also revealed what was going through her head during the actual inauguration ceremony. She said there were tears. There was that emotion. But then to sit on that stage and watch the opposite of what her and former President Barack Obama represented on display. Well, there was no diversity. There was no color on that stage. 
there was no reflection of the broader sense of America. Ah, it hurts to hear this, man. It hurts to really hear this. Like, we had the former first lady of the United States of America literally understanding the direction the country was going to go into when 45 got inaugurated. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, I think a lot of us felt a lot of pain just in the reality of what was going on. The day that Trump was elected, I wore black that day. I remember going to a meeting and uh, I had to go to a meeting and I was meeting someone for the first time. Shout out to Jimmy Fox. And his boss came in and sat down and was like, yeah, man, it's a really dark day. It's a really dark day. And my wife is black. So I understand what you're going through, you know. <laughs> I was like. Make sure you knew that. Sure you do. Sure you do. Uh, what were your feelings when he was elected? Uh, so on election night, I actually went to sleep because I thought it was already in the bag for Hillary. But I woke up and I saw mm -hmm. that America had elected him like the joke that we thought wasn't going to happen actually happened. And I immediately thought one thing I was on my way to work. I was still doing mornings in Orlando on the radio. And I immediately started thinking like, this is America. And they throw this word around a lot. This was a white lash. This was basically America pissed off that they saw a minority, a black man as the leader of the free world, as they say. And this was their way of getting back and saying, yo, uh -uh, they forgot about us. No, absolutely. I mean, there's no two ways about it. And uh, we are still in the midst of it, which is why I got to tell y'all, it's so important that we continue to vote. And, you know, not just simply, yeah. but we vote and we vote and we also involve ourselves civically in our local elections. We also involve ourselves in our state government. And uh, we understand that our state government is doing just as much damage as the federal government as well. We also involve ourselves in, you know, uplifting the resources around our neighborhoods and our communities to strengthen that. So it's not just voting that's going to change things. It's going to be, we got to vote and. All right. Now, when we come back, coming up next, 75% of women would not marry someone in this circumstance. And we're going to talk about it next on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back. We are here at the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here with DJ Nails. And this came out apparently 70% of women would not marry someone in this particular circumstance. What is the circumstance, DJ Nails? <laughs> Being unemployed. <laughs> mm. Now, here's what a lot of people are saying, and this is a survey that was done by Your Tango and Forbes Women, okay? And 75% of women said they wouldn't tie themselves to someone who was unemployed, and 65% wouldn't tie the knot if they themselves were jobless. From money woes to resentment, joblessness can create a great strain on relationships. This is hugely accurate, okay? But I want to say something, Nails. Uh-oh. <laughs> First of all, would you feel some type of way if someone was like, yeah, like we, like I rock with you, but I can't get married to you until you have a job? I wouldn't have a choice, to be honest. I wouldn't take it personal. No, because I get it. I get it. I wouldn't marry nobody who's unemployed, to be honest. Right. Right. I mean, listen, there to me, I know these two words, like I know these two things like kind of like mean the same thing, but there's like unemployed and there's out of work. And I feel like there's two different meanings. Like some people don't have a job at the present time. Other people don't want a job. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to work. And here's the thing. I know some people are like, well, what if they're an entrepreneur? you still got to work. If you're an entrepreneur, you still have to even, you literally have to pay yourself. Like that's part of taxes. You have to pay yourself. So this concept of like, 
unemployed and out of work, I feel like is a difference. I've definitely dated dudes who were like between jobs. Right. But I've also, I remember dating a dude who just like did not have a job. Mm. <laughs> and when I met him, I thought it was a job. And then I learned it was an internship. Ah! Wow. <laughs> and then I learned it wasn't actually a real internship. It was that he had just like found his way up in this place and started hanging out. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I, like, and he told me he was a brand ambassador. Yeah, I was hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray. Okay. <laughs> Ended up that he never, and he never elevated from this. Like he never got a job. Like he, I think he ended up like, yeah, he was like a barista, like ever a few nights out of the week at like a cafe. Shout to uh, all my New Yorkers who remember cafeteria and also who remember, oh my God, am I remember? I'm literally forgetting the name of this restaurant in, in, in 14th street in union square nails. And like anybody who's listening, that's a New Yorker is looking at me crazy. Cause they're yelling it in their car right now. They're <laughs> yelling the name of this restaurant because it just closed down like maybe two years ago. And it was a staple. We all went there after the club. Y'all what restaurant am I talking about? Keep talking nails. Talk. Let me think yeah, about somebody's it. Somebody's going to call about. you up in a few minutes. Somebody's going to call it up and, and say, yo, the name of the spot was blah, 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 blah. Uh, you said 14th is um, basically everybody would go there after the club. But listen, just to, just to piggyback on what you're talking about when you talked about his internship and he was actually a brand ambassador or whatnot. I wonder if the fellas feel the same way. Fellas, do you feel the same way I do? Like, I wouldn't marry a woman who doesn't have a job. There are some guys out there who are listening right now. Maybe you're listening on the podcast and you would marry a woman who does not have a job because you feel like you should be the provider. Right. The breadwinner of the household. 855-AMANDA-8. Again, that's 855-AMANDA-8. 855-262-6328. You found out the name of this restaurant yet? No, I still can't remember. I can't even believe it. Y'all don't understand how many times I ate at this restaurant. Like, countless times. Countless times. We all ate at this restaurant, Nails. Man, I'm going to remember it by the time we get back. I remember it by the time we get back. Y'all stick around right here. I know you're in your car like, come on, Amanda! I know. I know, I know. Well, we got the big up let down when we get back, so don't go anywhere. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back. We are here at the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here with DJ Nails and this came out, apparently 70% of women would not marry someone in this particular circumstance. What is the circumstance, DJ Nails? <laughs> Being unemployed. <laughs> mm. Now, here's what a lot of people are saying, and this is a survey that was done by Your Tango and Forbes Women, okay? And 75% of women said they wouldn't tie themselves to someone who was unemployed, and 65% wouldn't tie the knot if they themselves were jobless. From money woes to resentment, joblessness can create a great strain on relationships. This is hugely accurate, okay? But I want to say something, Nails. Uh oh. <laughs> First of all, would you feel some type of way if someone was like, yeah, like we like I rock with you, but I can't get married to you until you have a job? I wouldn't have a choice, to be honest. I wouldn't take it personal. No, because I get it. I get it. I wouldn't marry nobody who's unemployed, to be honest. Right. 
Right. I mean, listen, there to me, I know these two words, like I know these two things like kind of like mean the same thing, but there's like unemployed and there's out of work. And I feel like there's two different meanings. Like some people don't have a job at the present time. Other people don't want a job. (laughs) (laughs) They don't want to work. And here's the thing. I know some people are like, well, what if they're an entrepreneur? You still got to work. If you're an entrepreneur, you still have to even, you literally have to pay yourself. Like that's part of taxes. You have to pay yourself. So this concept of like, unemployed and out of work, I feel like is a difference. I've definitely dated dudes who were like between jobs. Right. But I've also, I remember dating a dude who just like did not have a job. Mm. (laughs) And when I met him, I thought it was a job. And then I learned it was an internship. Ah! Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And then I learned it wasn't actually a real internship. It was that he had just like found his way up in this place and started hanging out. (laughs) <laughs> Yo, I, like, and he told me he was a brand ambassador. Y'all, I was hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray. Okay. <laughs> Ended up that he never, and he never elevated from this. Like he never got a job. Like he, I think he ended up like, yeah, he was like a barista, like ever a few nights out of the week at like a cafe. Shout to uh, all my New Yorkers who remember cafeteria. And also who remember, oh my God, am I remember, I'm literally forgetting the name of this restaurant in, in, in 14th street in union square nails. And like anybody who's listening, that's a New Yorker is looking at me crazy. Cause they're yelling it in their car right now, they're <laughs> yelling the name of this restaurant because it just closed down like maybe two years ago. And it was a staple. We all went there after the club. Y'all, what restaurant am I talking about? Keep talking. Nails, talk. Let me think about yeah, it. Somebody's going to call you talk. up in a few minutes. Somebody's going to call it up and, and say, yo, the name of the spot was blah, 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 blah. Uh, you said 14th is um, basically everybody would go there after the club. But listen, just to, just to piggyback on what you're talking about when you talked about his internship and he was actually a brand ambassador or whatnot. I wonder if the fellas feel the same way. Fellas, do you feel the same way I do? Like, I wouldn't marry a woman who doesn't have a job. There are some guys out there who are listening right now. Maybe you're listening on the podcast and you would marry a woman who does not have a job because you feel like you should be the provider, right? The breadwinner of the household. 855-AMANDA-8. Again, that's 855-AMANDA-8. 855-262-6328. You found out the name of this restaurant yet? No, I still can't remember. I can't even believe it. Y'all don't understand how many times I ate at this restaurant. Like countless times, countless times. We all ate at this restaurant, Nails. Man, I'm going to remember it by the time we get back. I remember it by the time we get back. Y'all stick around right here. I know you're in your car like, come on, Amanda. I know, I know, I know. But we got the big up let down when we get back. So don't go anywhere. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. It's time for the Big Up Letdown on the Amanda Seal Show. Big Up, Big Up, Letdown. Welcome back to the 
Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals. And if you were here on the last break, I was trying to remember this restaurant in Union Square, New York, that my boyfriend at one point in time was a barista at. And that was like the only job he managed to hold down during our relationship. It was coffee shop. How could I forget that? His job was serving coffee. (laughs) Coffee shop. Y'all, never in the... 12 years that I lived in the city. I lived in New York for 15 years. I lived in the city for 12 years. Never in the 12 years that I lived in that city did I ever go into a coffee shop and not run into somebody. Literally every single time. That's how you knew it was a sprat. Okay? That's how you knew. Now, I know that people who are listening are like, why is she going on about this? It's just for me. Okay? It's just for me. Indulge me. Indulge me. Right? Because it was such a part of my past. It was like scary to me that I forgot that because, ah, I spent so much time there. Okay, I got it back. Nails, what are we yeah. about to do? Yeah, we're about to get into the big up let down. This is where Amanda's about to salute somebody that did something dope. And somebody who gets the blows is somebody who did it whack. But today is different. We're giving two big ups. That's right. I love when this happens because it's so rare. Our first big up, big up. goes to Duran Bernard on Tiny Desk. If y'all don't know vocalist Duran Bernard, you better get into it. Okay. Duran Bernard is one of the most beautiful voices that I have ever heard. And he is up and coming and he is about to be past up and coming, honey, because once you get a tiny desk on NPR, it really says that you are the next or you are that thing. Okay. I mean, listen, her had a tiny desk on NPR. The roots have had tiny desk on NPR. That Usher meme where everyone goes, watch this, watch this. That's from his Tiny Desk concert for NPR. And uh, shout out to Duran because he is somebody who I've just seen like really plugging away, plugging away and charting his own course. He also sang Lift Every Voice and sang for us at Smart, Funny and Black. And he is supported by one of my really, really good friends, Melania Hunter, and she does all of his styling, et cetera. So really love seeing artists that are pulling themselves up and not giving up and pushing forward. He's currently on a tour over across the United States and you can catch him on NPR uh, with his Tiny Desk concert on March 30th. So big up, big up, big up. Our second big up, big up. goes to another music moment. Bonnaroo has announced that they pledge to remain a safe haven in the face of Tennessee's anti-drag law. Now, you know, Tennessee has been like passing these anti-drag laws and really it's it's legislation that's aimed and specifically targeting the LGBTQIA plus community. But Bonnaroo has said that they're going to remain a safe haven for people of all walks of life. And uh, they issued this statement saying that it has and always will be a place for inclusivity, a safe haven for people of all walks of life and a champion of self-expression. Rest assured, the farm will remain a sanctuary for those freedoms and Bonnaroovians will see no changes in programming or celebration of self-expression at the festival. And this is really a beautiful thing. Now, I don't know if you all paid any attention to the World Cup, but during the World Cup in Doha, um, you know, there was a lot of issues going on with the the people of Doha's World Cup trying to silence people that were representing their LGBTQIA plus support or status. So much so that there was a reporter who was wearing the flag, the rainbow flag, and then was found dead the next day. And people have said that they feel like it was some type of foul play related to him being outwardly representing this, even though he wasn't gay, but his brother is. And so we know that these types of spaces where we know a lot of people are going to come, it's going to be a beautiful space for a lot of interaction with cultures and ethnicity 
minorities and genders and sexualities. Like it's up to the actual venue. It's up to the actual festival. It's up to the actual event to make sure that everybody is safe and included. And that is something that Bonnaroo is committing to doing that I wish the World Cup had also done. So shout out to Bonnaroo and um, F you to Tennessee's uh, legislation for making it this, making this their effort instead of making gun control their effort. And cause they're trying to say nails that they're doing this drag. Uh, they're trying to shut down drag performances to protect kids. And we all know that that's not what it's really about. They're really just trying to push a Christian theocracy. And if they really wanted to protect kids, then they would pass gun protection laws. That being said, when we come back, Kanye West wants to protect his daughter from TikTok, And he said it on TikTok. But what I really wanted to ask you guys about was if you are a co-parent and you're in a divorcee situation, how much say does the other parent have who doesn't have the the, the same level of custody? Well, you guys have something to say and we're going to let y'all say it right here when we get back to the Amanda Seal show. The Amanda Seal show. We up, we up, we up. It's Friday Eve. Y'all know we love Friday Eve. And this is the Amanda Seals Show. What's happening, man? Nails right here. That's Amanda Seals. And 855-AMANDA-8 is the phone number. We're actually about to go to the phone lines right now. If you're just joining the show, we did have a conversation about Kanye West yesterday, who doesn't want his daughter, Northwest, on social media. But Kim Kardashian is allowing her to get on social media. So you guys are chiming in at 855-AMANDA-8 on this topic. Hi, Amanda. Um, so my opinion is who says that Kanye isn't an active father? Because we don't have an everyday look in their life, who says that he's not more involved? Because we constantly see the children with Kim. You know, I am not a Kanye fan, but I do feel like we can't just make up an opinion and feel like, oh, he's not this type of father because of what we hear or see on social media. We don't know how involved he is. We don't know how much he sees his kids. We don't know the, the side conversation that are had or how much conversations he has with his children or with Kim um, or how much he shows up. So to make that generalization that he can't have certain opinions based off of him not being completely around is unfair to me. Um, Y'all be acting like we know the same amount of information about things. We are not in the same position. When I talk about people like that, it's because I know things. <laughs> it's because I know them. I know their personal life. Like I, I have, I have, I have the insights and the like the relatability to it that you don't have. So just a reminder that like we not in the same place if I'm talking about somebody like that. Yeah. So I get you, sis, but we not we not talking from the same location. OK, you talking from outside the like outside the neighborhood. And I'm I'm not in the house, but I'm definitely past the guard. Um, <laughs> but ultimately, but but my main my main point nails was more so about the fact that, like, you've already shown that you are completely like not with it in terms of what you consider is safe for your daughter. So like you're distorting 
your actual ability to be trusted or respected. When you put her mother in danger, when you harass her mother, when you demean her mother, you make it very clear that you are not of sound mind. So why do we need to listen to you? You know, like you're, if you're putting my mom in danger, why, why am I respecting what you say about me, et cetera? Like that's not how that flows. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. It's a holistic view. You acting up over here. Why am I going to let you over here? Get out of here. That doesn't make sense. Am I bugging? No, I bugging? because just, I know I'm not bugging, just but as I'm you said, you just as you said before, kids are more aware than parents really understand. And Kanye also put Kim's ex-boyfriend's life in danger on social media. You know, so. Bro. <laughs> Kim, you putting a woman's text messages on social media, but you don't want your daughter on TikTok. I need you to cut it out. <laughs> I need you to cut it out. And I, I, but the bigger conversation that we were having around parenting is again, this idea though, and I wasn't even necessarily relating this to Kanye, but I was more so saying that a lot of times I've seen parents who are not necessarily fully present, but want to step in when they have something that they particularly feel some type of way about. And it's like, well, you got to be across the board. You can't just pick and choose and cherry pick on when you want to show up in this parenting authoritarian role. So, you know, mm-hmm. there's that. But ultimately, I just feel like as it relates to him specifically, you acting up, you disrespecting your relationship, you disrespecting the parent of your daughter. That is absolutely going to be a problem in trying to get anyone in that house <laughs> to pay attention to what you're saying. You're lucky you still have custody. Right. Silencio. All right. So coming up next, now that I've proven my point, coming up next, these women are suing Texas over the state's abortion ban. That story is coming up on the Amanda Seal Show. Keep it locked. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking. show it is amanda seals here and i am checking in with you all remember you can check out the latest episode of my podcast small doses uh, wherever you get your podcasts it comes out every wednesday and if you want to watch the episode we premiere every thursday that's today at 4 p.m pacific 7 p.m eastern on youtube at amanda seals tv i'm there at the premiere in the chat talking with y'all and today we have the lovely miss shirley rains now you may not know who shirley rains is but she is a sister who has committed her life to being down at skid row helping the houseless people of los angeles and she just has so much dope stuff to say about not just like what's going on with the houseless community but as a sister her story of how she even got to this point how she's even moved through panic attacks how she needs to go to therapy we've talked about about that and how she has really revolutionized just the idea of the fact that we need to speak to people who are in these positions in a much more humane and person-to-person way versus othering them. And so I think it's really dope and the story is really dope in the conversation. So make sure you check out that. If you don't watch it today on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV, make sure to listen to it. Now, speaking of listening, it's time to get into some blank here news. Yep. Our first story, we're going to talk about these women that are suing the state of Texas over the state's abortion ban. I love it. 
And it's something that I think a lot of people didn't even think was possible. Well, we're going to tell you how it is. Yep. And then we'll go down south over to Atlanta because a former fire chief, he suggested that slavery was part of God's plan for America. Listen, there's always a Klansman in the room these days. Always. <laughs> and they just be loud. Loud and proud. Hoods off. Also, a delivery driver says she got $499 grocery order for free after a customer canceled their order. Now, the question is, should she have kept it or returned it to the door? And what would you have done? We are going to take your calls on that. Also, we're going to take more of your calls on tipping for delivery drivers. Yay or nay? We'll play your calls. So make sure you call us up at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Stay connected with us 24-7 on social media by following at Seals Said It. That's S-E-A-L-E-S Said It. And give us a call again at 1-855-AMANDA-8. Listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and this story, I think, is one that I hope that will give you all some some hope. Yeah, finally, we're starting to see women who are speaking, well, speaking up and fighting back against these states that are making abortion illegal. So five women down in Texas. Apparently, this is the first time that a pregnant woman themselves has taken legal action against the bans that have shut down access to abortion access across the country since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. And they're being backed by an abortion rights group as well saying that they were being denied abortions under state laws uh, because they had risks of death for them and their fetuses. Well, you know, this is the thing. A lot of these laws don't care. So that's the thing. A lot of these laws, it's not, there's no exceptions. There aren't exceptions for race, no exceptions for incest, no exceptions for uh, the, the life of the mother, none of that. And so I'm really curious to see like how this goes. What I've also seen is that there are Jewish women who are suing as well because mm-hmm. under the Jewish religion, Abortion is okay. So if this is related to this idea of, well, you know, this is in the Bible and, you know, religious freedom, you can't have both, right? So on Mm -hmm. one hand, you're saying that we should have religious freedom and you're allowing people to make decisions based in legislation that that is very seriously rooted in, like, religion, but then other religions are not regarded. So basically what you're saying is it's really only about Christians. That's what you're saying. It's really only about a certain type of Christian and it's their version. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, listen, when you sue a state, it ends up going to different levels of court. And ideally you're supposed to get to the Supreme Court if you don't get what you need sorted out before then. And we know that the Supreme Court, well, they're really shady right now. And they're the ones who passed this anyway. So we'll see how far this goes. We'll see how far this goes. But it's really, really, really sad to hear just like the fact that these women were forced to carry to term, even though their fetuses had no chance of survival. Two had no skulls. Two others were threatening the lives of their twin and two others were threatening the lives of their twins. I mean, it's just like, why? So people don't care about women, but you know what? Happy Women's History Month. Uh, and today, yesterday was actually uh, International Women's Day. Anywho, what's next? Yeah, apparently this fire chief right here is not a stranger to controversy because he said some homophobic things about 10 years ago. And he's a former Atlanta fire chief. His name's Kelvin Cochran. And he said, 
at a Black History Month celebration, might I add, in a speech that God's divine plan that allowed Africans to be brought from America as slaves. Like what? This man said that God's plan was to bring Africans over to America Mm -hmm. as slaves. Yeah, that's what they're doing right now in the government. They just put God on it and say that's part of what why it needs to happen. God, because God said so. God is just a tool that these folks just be using to wield their hand of oppression. They do it all the time. And it's not to say that everyone who believes in God does that, but that is what these types of people use God for. God was the reason to say, oh yeah, let's go and murder all of these Indians everywhere across the world because manifest destiny. Like, yeah, God said we should have everything. God is the reason why... Folks were saying, yeah, we need to go west and murder all of these native indigenous people of America. Like they, like the, the slave ships had the names of like people from the Bible. Mm. <laughs> like, so that, that doesn't surprise me. You know, that's remember the Ku Klux Klan, like they were religious. OK, yeah, yep, yep, yep. they were religious. They were burning crosses. They weren't burning skateboards. So there you go. But, uh, you know, there's always one. I just think it's wild that he felt the need to say this at a Black History Month celebration hosted by the Georgia Department of Labor. I also think it's interesting that he left there without being punched in the face. You're right. (laughs) Not enough punching in the face going on. (laughs) Not enough punching in the face going on. Mm -mm -mm. All right, up next, a delivery driver says she got $499 grocery store order for free after a customer canceled their order. Well, we'll talk about it next on The Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We are. We up, we up. All right, welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and uh, a delivery driver says she got $499 grocery store for free. For free. After a customer canceled the order. Check it out. The reason that this an- this order was canceled, unfortunately, was because it was a cold order violation, which they never told me. I had no idea to know that, that that's why this order was canceled. It literally just said, this order was canceled you don't need to deliver it. And I'm like, okay. So anyway, I called Spark then this morning, like, hey, like, what happened? They're like, yeah, court order violation. And I'm like, what about the groceries um, and everything? And the lady said on the phone that the groceries were already, it was already like the order was already marked, completed as a return. So like, that's why I was able to keep the groceries. Like somehow there was a glitch and that's how I got lucky. <laughs> I would have kept them too. <laughs> I was going to, you know, the question is like, should she return them to the grocery store or not? And I'm, I'm, I'm standing down on nah. I'm standing 10 toes on nah. Hell, it's, it's hard out here. Inflation real. <laughs> Listen, glitch in the matrix. You know what I'm saying? Like, so ever so often technology work out for you. And when it do, hey, take that ride. Take that ride. So shout out to Belinda for getting her some free groceries. $500 worth of groceries. I want to know why someone would say that she needed to have returned the groceries. Who are you people? <laughs> Help me out. one amanda 8 Let me know who you are because I want to understand your point of view. Not only am I going to keep the groceries, my friends who need some groceries going to get some too. Listen, $500 of groceries is a lot of groceries. That's a lot. Right? So you just like, that's, that may be too much for me. You know what I'm saying? So we're just going to distribute this to the whole crew. To the whole crew. But hit me up. Let me know. Are we bugging? Are me and Nails bugging? I doubt it, but I would love to hear why. one amanda 8 Would you have returned the groceries or would you have kept them? Now, coming up next, you keep calling. So we're going to keep the calls going on this delivery service situation. Should you tip if you use a delivery service like DoorDash or Uber Eats? Or 
is it really just a matter of choice? Is it etiquette or is it rude? Let me know. We'll take your calls next on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we Hey, this is the Amanda Seal Show. Welcome back on this Friday Eve and the DoorDash tips or nah, it's still a hot button on our phone lines at 855-AMANDA-8, 855-262-6328. Let's go over there right now. If you give waiters tips, you got to give food delivery people tips. The same job, but one is drive. It's literally the same job. They get paid the same rate and it's based on tips. I worked at Domino's for a year when I was younger, and it was, you know, the check for the check for two weeks is like two hundred dollars. You know, everything else comes with tips, just like a waitress. So definitely tip, 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 tip. There you go. So good morning. Um, I just wanted to say I don't think that you should ever feel compelled to fulfill an act of kindness. Um, tipping is something that is really it's an act of kindness, right? It's something that you do because you're being considerate. Um, of an individual and showing appreciation never should be compelled. It's always something that should be an option, something you should do if you feel led to do it in your heart. So if you have it and you choose to do it, it's wonderful to do. It's thoughtful. And again, you know, um, you didn't have to get up. You know, you didn't have to do anything. It was made hot and ready for you. It was picked up. It was brought to you. It was left at your door. All you had to do was come to the door and get it. You know, for me, I appreciate things like that, you know, working, having a family to take care of, having somebody to deliver my food to me. Yes, wonderful, you know, and I will show my gratitude for it. So it's an act of kindness. It's something you do out of appreciation and consideration for someone else. And if you feel that to do it, then by all means, you should do it. And if you need a little more incentive, just take into consideration. A lot of those guys aren't paying much. That's all I wanted to say. Thank you. You guys have a great day. We learning, y'all. We're learning the, because, see, I think people don't know the ins and outs. They don't know the ins and outs, but we're learning the ins and outs. I think there's going to be a lot of people here who may have not been on the tip train when it comes to DoorDash and these delivery services. And I'm hoping after hearing these calls, they're like, hmm, maybe I need to change my tune. If you changed your tune, if listening to these calls made you change your tune about tipping, hit me up. 1-855-AMANDA-8. 1-855-262-6328. I want to know if we're, if we're helping the community here of tippers. I want to know if we are increasing the community of tippers right here with all these calls. All right. Now we got more Amanda Seal Show when we get back. So don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we Friday Eve, Friday Eve, Friday Eve over here at the Amanda Seals Show. What's up, man? It's Nails right here at DJ Nails with a Z. And that is Amanda Seals at Amanda Seals. And we love taking your phone calls, man, at 855-AMANDA-8. That's 855-262-6328. And we love hearing your different perspectives on everything that we talk about on this show. This right here has been a hot-button topic right here, all right? DoorDash, 
Should you tip or nah? Let's go to the phone lines. 855-AMANDA-8. So about this whole tipping thing, as a tipped employee, I'm a server, and I get paid $2.83 an hour, which is not getting paid at all. That's just there to uh, support taxes and whatnot. So if you got a $100 bill at at a restaurant, you're supposed to tip 20% or better. If your service was trash, then that's what it was. It was trash. You don't tip as much. You know what I mean? But you should always tip regardless, 15% being the minimum. And if you ain't got the money to tip, you ain't got the money to go out. And that's what that is. It's A from Philly. Peace out. Hey, Amanda, I'm currently a door dasher. And um, I, I, don't, I don't feel like it's necessary to give someone a tip. But like the, like the man said before me, you, you have to put yourself in our shoes to understand. I mean, sometimes people, the customers don't understand that we're not getting paid really nothing, pretty much nothing for their orders. I mean, we could be going five or six miles and we only made $2.50 from the order. So sometimes it's kind of a letdown when you don't get a tip. But I don't feel like it's necessarily inhumane or, or disrespectful, but I do feel like it's rude. Hey, this is in reference to the whether delivery drivers should get tipped. As a gig worker in the Philly area, I'm going to just say this. You have to tip your drivers because they rely on those tips. Even though you spend about 30, 40 bucks to order your food, because I also use Uber Eats myself, we're only getting probably like $10 of that. Like we're not even getting, we're not even getting half. I could send somebody, like I could send you guys the screenshots of the offers that's out here. It's like, yo, do you want to do this delivery? We're only paying you $3. And not only is that a discussion, we need to have a discussion about people who purposely lie about not getting their stuff so they can get free stuff. Because you're, one, messing up this driver's bread because they're trying to feed their family. And two, why are you using the service if you can't afford it? That's my take. I can't even cap. I be feeling weird when I go into a business and I pick up my order and I look at the receipt and it leaves that tip spot open. I, I still just give like $2 or whatnot. But maybe somebody else feels different out there, right? 855 Amanda 8. Keep those things coming in, man. Those calls coming at 855 Amanda 8. All right, coming up next, we'll talk about this crowd rush that happened at the Glorilla concert on Sunday in New York. There was some deaths involved with this one right here, man. That's next on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We Yes, y'all. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here, and uh, we have got this last hour for you. We've got some stories to talk to y'all about. Remember to follow me on Instagram at Amanda Seals and to check me out on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV. Also, remember to get your tickets to Smart, Funny, and Black. That is my comedy variety game show going down May 18th at the Novo in Los Angeles. If you don't know about Smart, Funny, and Black, go to smartfunnyandblack.com and find out because you are missing out. Think of it as like a HBCU homecoming slash revival slash cookout. We singing songs, we learning things, we laughing because it's funny as H. All right, so make sure you get your tickets May 18th. Amanda Seals, Smart, Funny, and Black in Los Angeles. Go to amandaseals.com to get your tickets. Let's get into some Blackberry news nails. 
All right. Well, our first story, unfortunately, two dead, eight injured in a crowd up in New York. This was at a Glorilla concert. Uh, this is really scary because ultimately when you go to a concert, I think you think, okay, well, they know how to handle a concert. They have concerts all the time. And we're finding out, you know, with the Glorilla concert, we're finding out with, uh, there was a concert in England recently that also had a stampede where people were harmed and we can't forget Travis Scott, you know, that that just really isn't the case. So we got to be much more conscious of our security and our surroundings. What else we got? On some positive news right here, man. We all saw Rihanna's halftime performance for the Super Bowl. Well, have you seen this senior living facility video that went viral of them recreating that halftime performance? Well, Jay-Z and Rihanna did because they sent them some love. We'll talk about that this hour. Yes, yes, y'all. We love a nice story of people being nice and giving back, et cetera, et cetera. So we're going to get into that. We also got two nice stories because we got two big ups today. Yeah, I'm switching it up. We got a big up, big up. And another. Let down. Oh, man. I didn't mean to hit that. And another. Figo, figo. <laughs> there it is. Make sure to listen, laugh, and learn with us because that's how we do right here at the Amanda Seals Show. Don't go anywhere. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and uh, I'm your favorite comedian and common sense specialist, but this is actually a really sad story. Yeah, this is a sad story. Uh, happened up in Rochester, New York. Um, Glorilla was performing at a concert, and there was a stampede as everybody was leaving out. Now, police don't know if it was caused because of a gun scare or pepper spray, but they're investigating it. Unfortunately, eight were injured and two passed away as a result of this whole stampede. Listen, it's really just wild because I feel like this has been happening quite a bit. These stampedes, like if it's not at a concert, I know there was a stampede, I think, in an, in an Asian country. And I, I want to say it was Korea where there was like an event going on and there was a stampede. I mean, this is like continuously happening. And I think the stampedes are happening because people are really on edge. You yep. know, they, especially in America, like when we have so much active shooter activity, people do not take it for granted. Like when they yep. hear a gunshot, they not dropping anymore. They out. You yep. know what I mean? I'm a, I remember being at the fair in Orlando uh, at the uh, at the Magic Market. I remember being oh, the Magic, Magic Mall. Mall. I remember Magic being Mall. next to the Magic Mall. I remember being next to the Magic Mall at the fair and there was gunshots and it was like. You didn't run, you dropped. <laughs> that's what you did. You stopped me, you dropped. Uh, but that's not happening because folks are really trying to get out of there. So it's it's really just a reflection of where our country is. And I think where the world is in terms of just constant fear and the fact that when we're in these places with all these people, the safety is just never what it needs to be. For instance, like when I do my Smart, Funny and Black shows, I start the show by having the audience introduce themselves to each other. So everybody knows who's around them. Yep. And so that means that if you see somebody that look a little sketchy McNetchy, you can already have your eye on them. And if you feel like you need to say something, you can say something. <laughs> and I also make the security guards raise their hands so everybody can see where security is. And I point out all the exits. I hate that I have to do this. I hate it. I hate that I have to do this. At a show like Smart, Funny, and Black, which is really about community and comedy and culture, I hate that I have to take a moment to make us aware of our surroundings in such a way because there's so many examples of us being 
it, you know, and when I say us, I just mean people just being somewhere trying to enjoy themselves and it being disrupted, you know, I by mean, violence. You said so, uh, Glorilla tweeted, I am devastated and heartbroken over the tragic deaths that happened after Saturday's show. My fans mean the world to me. I'm sorry. I'm smiling because you, know you, you, you do a good, you do a good impression of Glorilla. <laughs> but you did, you did, you did make a point where you said everybody is on edge. Think about it. We feel like we're not safe anywhere. People are getting shot at churches. We just talked about it earlier this week about a pastor stopping a potential robbery in the church as well. So, yeah. Grocery stores, school, yeah. you know. If you can't go to Bella Noche's, then where can you go? Oh, my God. <laughs> where can you go? <laughs> Coming up next, Jay-Z and Rihanna send senior living facility roses after the viral halftime performance that they did on TikTok. Well, we'll talk about it right here at the end of the Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. The nation is talking about the Amanda Seal Show. Hey, Amanda, how you doing? I'm just calling in regards to the DoorDash situation. Well, all I have to say is necessarily it's not really um, the choice if you have to tip or not. It's really by choice because at the end of the day, you are getting paid for doing a door for doing a service. So if the person decides to tip you or not, that's up to him. It's not really, you know that big of a deal. I definitely think that you should be tipping for DoorDash. As a driver myself, a lot of times DoorDash will only pay you a dollar or two dollars for a trip. And it could be a 15 to 20 minute drive. I mean, at the very least, you should try to tip enough for a gallon of gas or something. Um, It's the convenience of it. You go to 7-Eleven, you pay a convenience tax. It's the same thing. Um, I know that DoorDash pays a lot, or charges a lot for fees and stuff, but that does, doesn't go to the driver. It goes to the corporation. So if you can't afford the tip, then go and get your food yourself. Your delivery drivers are not getting paid. Why do people think that they are paying delivery drivers properly? This is ridiculous. I don't believe that this is even a thing that you're having. A who's not tipping? Walk to get your own food. Find your way to get your own food. If you're not tipping at least $5 for someone bringing your food, go get your own food. I'm calling about the Uber and DoorDash delivery drivers. DoorDash and delivery and, and Uber don't pay a lot of money. Some of the orders be like $3, and it's going to take 30 minutes. So tipping it, it is very nice to receive a tip. You, you know, you, it makes you feel like you're not working for minimum wage, you know. So I think that people should tip. And it also made me a better tipper. When I go out, I, I tip very, very well. I think everyone in the service industry, people don't realize that we really don't make a whole lot of money as far as wages. So you should tip. Have a good day. Bye. It's the Amanda Seal Show. What's good, y'all? We're here at the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals rocking out with DJ Nails. And uh, look at Jay-Z and Rihanna doing something nice for the oldies. Yeah, shout out to them, man. They did show some love to Arcadia's senior living facility out in Bowling Green, Texas. Now, her name is Miss Dora Martin. She's 87 years old, and she played Rihanna in a whole new viral video that was viewed over three million times, three and a half million times on TikTok where she imitated Rihanna's halftime show performance. And Rihanna and Jay-Z loved it so much that they ended up sending roses down there to Miss Miss Dora and her friends. 
Look at that. Making all the folks happy. All the folks, all the elders got to do it. Got to show love to the elders, y'all. And you know, the elders is on the TikToks. They're talking about they want to ban the TikToks, but you know what? The elders is going to be upset just like everybody else. So we'll see how that go down. All right. When we come back, you know what's going down? It's the big up. And we got a second big up because we got two good news stories today. I love it when it goes down like this. Make sure you stick around to find out who's getting both of them when we get back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. All right, y'all, we out of here. Next time you hear from us, it's going to be Friday. That is right. It's going to be Friday. Now, we talked about a lot of topics today. Talked about Mike Epps being investigated for a loaded gun at the airport. Good Lord. But come on, Day Day. You taking that top flight security of the world too seriously. Taking it too seriously. Uh, We also talked about women who are suing Texas over the state's abortion ban. And we took your calls on Kanye and his feelings that his wishes are being ignored by Kim and, you know, kind of just like what should a father or a mother that is not in the home and that doesn't necessarily have the same amount of custody, what say should they get and what's going on with the kid? Well, we got a full show. So make sure you stick around to uh, go to wherever we get podcasts from, wherever you get podcasts from. I don't know why my brain is like so wonky today, Nails. Well, what's coming up tomorrow? Maybe my brain won't be wonky then. Uh, it's Friday tomorrow, so we really be wonky tomorrow <laughs> on Friday's show. Tony Morrison is on it with a stamp. Plus, jury awards a black mother and her daughters $8.25 million over unlawful detainment. Can't wait to tell y'all that story. Mm-hmm. We'll jump into all that plus more of your calls as we kick off the weekend. And like Amanda said, if you missed any part of the show, get us wherever you get your podcast and stay connected with us on social media at Seals Set It on all social media platforms. All right now, I will see y'all tomorrow. Remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. I will see you all hopefully at 4 p.m. on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV for the premiere of our latest episode of Small Doses Podcasts. If we don't make it, well, we'll see you right back here manana.